All right, so we've had a message in from Joy in Newlands who says, that, SJ, can you shed any light on why the teacher, now found to have been unlawfully suspended at the so-called racist school, was suspended in the first place. Ha, ah, now this one. Uh, now it was that we did learn that uh, the Labour Court has ordered the teacher, uh, Ilana Barkhazen, um, to be reinstated immediately. Uh, now she was the teacher who took the photo uh, showing racial segregation at uh, Schweizerenica. Um, and the, the Labour Court has ruled that her suspension was unlawful. She's been ordered to return to work immediately. Now you'll remember, of course, that she captured that image that went viral just after Christmas, showing uh, black and white pupils seated at separate tables in uh, in a grade R classroom. The weird thing is that no action has been taken against her colleague, and I guess that's what um, um, what Joy is is alluding to is that we haven't yet heard anything uh, from uh, the teacher whose class it was. And I've invited my producer Jeremy in to uh, have a little chat on this. What are you? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? I have to say that mine are perhaps controversial but I as much as I am very aware of racism and racial issues the fact that this woman was suspended seems strange to me in that she is just a person who took a photograph what are your thoughts Look, I, I'm not here to offer any kind of analysis because clearly I, I wasn't in the classroom and I think we all need to remember that. We weren't in the classroom. We don't know. Um, and everybody is, is we're reacting to a picture that was posted and we in a very um, intense time in, in our country at the moment as we make our way to elections. and But we're also still suffering... Um, the horror of the penny sparrows and those people. Okay. My thought on this is until we've heard from the teacher SJ on what happened, um, why that picture looked the way it did, we have to speculate. Okay. My thinking is that if we have a group of five or six year olds together in a strange setting, and it's their first day. And teacher says, sit wherever you want to sit. Clearly, they, they're going to sit with people they are comfortable with. This is a possible scenario. Mm. It's a possible explanation. Mm. Um, and these kids, then the little black kids sat together and the white kids sat together because that is what they were comfortable with. Do you think this is more about the communities in which, uh, in that particular part of the of the country? Because if that had happened, and a, and a friend of mine goes to goes to a, a local primary here um, in in Camps Bay, and if she had been told by her teacher, "Sit where you like." She is what people would, I guess, term coloured. She would sit with her little white friend and probably one of her little black friends. Mm. Um, and that, that wouldn't even be an, an issue. Mm. Um, and that's not to say that they're colourblind, because I can't bear when people say that kids are colourblind, <laughs> because they are not. They just don't attribute awful negative stereotypes to race in the same way that yes, we do as absolutely. adults. absolutely. Uh, but that's what would happen here yeah. in a slightly more, dare I say it, cosmopolitan part of South Africa. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's an, uh, it's a definitely is a reflection of this particular community. I think, and and I haven't read up on the history of Schweizerenica, but it is a little dorpy, and we know that uh, on the Platteland or in the the rural areas um, in the country, we still have segregation. Absolutely, and it's segregation by race. It's also segregation by class and economic Not status, status. Mm, right? Yeah. Um, so I do think it is a reflection of what is happening on a day-to-day basis in that particular community. My question, my, my concern is that as people of, as black people in South Africa, we need to be careful of coming across as irrational when, when we have the race conversation. When we talk about racialism, when we talk about racism, um, in our country, we need to come, we, we need to be careful that we do not come across as irrational and emotional because the moment we do that, we have this knee-jerk reaction to Let's use this, for example, to this particular picture. And we don't know what happened behind the scenes. However, it is a very clear indication that there still is racial segregation in that particular community, and that needs to be addressed. However, however, I see this as a very sad indictment on a political party who is in government in that particular province and has done very little to bring about racial integration and social integration mm-hmm. and bring about equality um, and an equal opportunity for, for people of, of all colors. Now, if we say that we, we want to build a nation of non-racialism, uh, a multiracial country, then I think also as black people, we need to sometimes just take a step back and prove to to our white brothers and sisters in this country that yes we can be rational we can be reasonable however it doesn't mean that we are naive to the realities that exist around around race in okay, this country that that said do teachers not have a role to play in integrating our future generations this this is my thing is that if, and we haven't heard from, from this teacher yet. But even if she had said, as you've said, sit where you like, if all the black kids went to one table and all the white kids went to another table, does she not, is there not some sort of moral responsibility? Is there not some sort of responsibility to, to, to look at that and say, I don't want that in my classroom? It's not a case of anyone's being racist or, or whatever, but it's, it's a case of being aware. And this is what I always think is that, Sometimes things can be racially problematic mm-hmm. and sometimes things can be racist. Right. Um, often things can be both. But I think the problem here, as I said, is that we've yet to hear from the teacher in that class. Why were those children segregated? And do you, as a teacher in South Africa in 2009, understand why, even if that seating was of the choosing of the volition of those children, mm. problematic? Yeah. You know, I hear what you're saying and, and, and I agree. And, and this is why I'm saying we, we can only operate in the realm of, of speculation at this point in time until this teacher speaks. Um, does she have, do teachers have a role to play in terms of bringing about transformation? Absolutely. Um, they're in the forefront of that particular struggle that we have in South Africa because they are the ones who are shaping these young minds so that when they grow up, we can actually truly 
discover and live in this dream that, that, that is a new South Africa. But is that a role that the majority of teachers in this country are taking on board and are taking seriously and see as their responsibility? I don't think so because we, we still stuck with the same issues. Um, I, I think in terms of, of, of teachers and the kind of support that they get from their boss, being the education department, um, not enough training has been given to these teachers. That's the word. That's it, the word I'm exactly, looking for. Exactly, yeah. So even they haven't been educated on um, what is acceptable because if she had training in terms of transformation and change management in her particular school, which also talks to the responsibility of the school governing body and the mm-hmm. principal there mm-hmm. and, and other schools that, that where this happens on, on a regular basis, but it's not, it's not um, splashed out on social media and it doesn't go viral, then I would say this is the opportunity we need to seize to fill that particular gap. Okay. And, and, we're not doing that. Mm. We're not doing that. But as black people, we need to come across as reasonable, especially reasonable black people, given the fact that we, we stepped into 1994. We had all the reason to be angry and to be bitter and to be violent. And we weren't. We were reasonable. And we extended our hand of of forgiveness. We extended an olive branch. And, and for this to continuously happen, I can understand why people become emotional about this and why we have the knee-jerk reactions. But we should also not, we should not, um, absolve the politicians and the political parties who jumped onto this bandwagon to use it for cheap political point scoring because all they did there was to create division. Mm. My concern is that the race card, that the, the term the race card gets gets. I don't know what that out. means. By the I, way, I also don't know what it means. Yeah. I've never, I've never known anybody yeah. to use this so-called race card. But it's it been used on me a couple of times in in my life. You know, when 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 I object to certain behaviours, right? And 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 I see the subtle the subtle racism displayed towards me. There were white people who turned around and by said, by non-black people, yep. Yeah. Yeah, there were people who said, why are you playing the race card? You're just being oversensitive. Yes, of course. And I find that hugely problematic and I find it very insulting of my level of intelligence. Yeah. You know, and and this is what we need to move past in this country. We need to to move past that point and have the hard conversation. It seems to me we are dealing with it. On the one hand, people would say there's this knee-jerk reaction, oversensitivity. On the other hand, you want to defend against the claims of the so-called race card and why are you making everything Mm. about race? And I've said this before on the show, uh, until we get to a point, of non-racialism in this country uh, everything is about race